What's up, everybody? We are back, kicking it stateside, episode number 16. 16? Yeah, we just keep on rolling along, and it's, it's pretty crazy. soon it's going to be 50, and then pretty soon it's going to be a hundy, and then we're just going to be hopefully the biggest soccer podcast in the world. Absolutely. We are coming for that number one spot. We are. Like Ludacris said. Yes. <laughs> So we got a pretty uh, jam-packed show here for you guys today. Um, a lot to talk about. A lot to talk about. We're going to recap the Prem week number 12, obviously. Uh, we'll talk about the men's national team. Uh, they got two games coming up uh, against Canada and against Cuba. Yes, in reverse order this time. Reverse order. We, we got get, Cuba first last time and looked great. and then We get the Canadians at home this time, so... Hopefully a little better display, but we'll get into that and oh, our yeah. frustrations. <laughs> um, we got, uh, we got, what do we got left? Oh, yeah, the MLS Cup. How could I forget? Yeah. There was crowned a champion. We have a new champion. So Seattle beat Toronto 3-1 in front of 69,000 people. What an amazing in Seattle. sight, man. It looked pretty crazy. I was able to watch the whole thing and... I think it lived up to the hype, I guess. I mean, Toronto had most of the possession, and Seattle just took their chances and actually made them. So yeah, we'll talk more about that and, you know, just a little glimpse of what we're going to be talking about. We got Liverpool-Man City, that game, pretty good game. Not as quite, I think, uh, living up to the hype, I think, as some people might have thought. But still a good game. Uh, Chelsea and Leicester still keep on rolling down the tracks. And then we got Newcastle, Everton, Burnley, all getting huge wins this weekend. And Christian Poole, six scored two. Captain America. Captain America. He's, uh, he's what they say, hot. He, he's so hot right now. He's absolutely on fire. And it kind of sucks that we're not going to have him for these two games. That's why... I'm wearing my Chelsea hat for our Twitch people right now because he's my hero. <laughs> <laughs> but, yes. And then Watford finally won a game. Yay. Yay. It's amazing that it took this long for a team like Watford to actually get a win. For real. Like that's it's pretty just, sad. It is. It's really sad. But good for Watford. <laughs> Yay, super. Yay. All the kids say yay. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, um, as always, you know, follow us, Kicking It Stateside, at K, at K Stateside on Twitter, uh, Kicking underscore It underscore Stateside on Instagram, obviously Facebook, and follow our boys uh, in our new fam, A2D Radio. We're still up there Tuesday nights. 5 to 6.30, you can catch us on A2D Radio again. Yeah, live on all platforms. And Pretty much do, everything. If you do miss it, too, um, we are also recorded through A2D. Um, mm -hmm. And you can find the recordings for those on Spotify, Apple Pod, iHeart. I mean, everywhere. So even if you can't catch us live on that show, you can find us. And then, obviously, this show, if you're listening, you're either watching us live on Twitch or you're listening on Spotify or iTunes. So we appreciate it. Absolutely. We're just trying to – we're literally on, like, everything now. 
everything. With just us and A2D. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this we, I don't know. We got a good start, and we just want to keep building. And yeah. we're doing it with your help. We need the fans. Because without the fans, we would not be anything. We ain't shit. We'd just be two guys talking. Yeah, <laughs> to each other like, about soccer. Like our first two episodes, just guys shooting the shit. Yeah, basically. In front of nobody, just us. But now we bring the people what they want. We do give the people what they want. You know how that rolls. I do know how that rolls. <laughs> I'll have it better queued up later. <laughs> you always surprise me with it. I know, I know. Well, we'll get it. But now I know. Yeah. All right. Knowing's half the battle. Look at that. G.I. Joe. But yeah, um, yeah, we could start running down our uh, our Prem week number 12. Yeah, let's start there. It was a, quite the interesting week. Uh, we'll start with uh, the main game, I suppose. Liverpool and Man City. Uh, Liverpool won 3-1. to one. You know, it starts out with a Fabinho screamer to get him on the board. And then not too far later, Mo Salah scores again. And then it's like 2 nothing already, what, 15 minutes into the game, 12 minutes or whatever it was. And then Man City is like, oh, you blink an eye and we're down. Didn't expect that. And then all of a sudden, you know, Man City gets a late equal or a late goal to kind of make it be like, okay, we scored, but still they just got not dominated but i think that man city we could have probably said hey you got to play a little better in these big games yeah then they didn't they, they didn't they did not they did not but i guess the only thing that i can say looking at those two teams and those two games is liverpool has had the benefit of being 100% healthy this year and city so far has not right i mean they're just plugging and playing they're bringing up some 22-year-old left back that has never really gotten much burn for them in the Prem. Um, they're still playing Fernandinho at cent- uh, center back. Yeah, which, they really don't have a choice. Which he's a holding midfielder. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it is what it, it just, is. Uh, it really, 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 really – is like, okay, well, now the point gap is, what, eight. And Man City gets jumped by Chelsea and Leicester. Yeah, which is crazy. So it's like, what the fuck is going on? But again, they were in this spot last year right before Christmas. And yeah. And they made some moves and made some changes and found a way. Right. So I'm not writing them off yet. They not were yet. They were my preseason pick to repeat as much as I don't really love them as a team. Um, I just thought that they were going to do enough, and Liverpool might have some of the struggles they had last year, but it has not happened yet. And they're looking really good. As I say, not quite yet. At least we haven't seen it. And with that squad, I mean, do you see them floundering at all or <sighs> giving up this league? Dude, I don't. And the thing is with them as well, like if there's a major injury or something like that, they have depth. We yeah. talked about that in the preseason show. What separates some of these good teams from the others is the depth. And I feel like minus losing Van Dyke, obviously, um, they can pretty much plug and play anybody. Even if they lost a guy like Salah or Sané, there's so much firepower 
with Origi sitting in the wings and, and guys like that that can find ways to contribute. I don't know. I I don't think this is a the year they're going to falter. I think they're going to take a step back in Champions League because they won it already last year, and they're going to put all their ducks in a row. Prioritizing uh, the league. Yeah, you have to this time. I think last year they prioritized Champions League, and it showed. And that's why they kind of went that into one that. one measly point. Yeah, they went into that draw. them and Man City. Yeah. Copy. Heard. Heard. So that was our, our, our boss man over at A2D. Oh, shit. Just making sure everybody's plugging everybody, because that's what we help. <laughs> We're trying. Hell, yeah. It's got, that's a lot of great shows, you know, not to uh, get off track already, but. No, sorry. <laughs> but I wanted to listen to that because I thought, I didn't know if it had to pertain with our show today or anything like that. So. He's like, guys, get off Twitch. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're just going to get A2D on Twitch as well. That's yeah, all. Fuck that's it. the only platform I think they're missing. So. <laughs> so let's rock, man. Well, hey. Um, all right. Let's move down, well, I guess back to the top. Yes. Let's go to our boys in Watford. They get their first win. What? Holy shit. Yep, they did it. It only took three months. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Actually, really, almost four months with the international breaks. Mm Mm-hmm. A lot of agony. A lot of agony. Um, A lot of, like, what are we doing? No attacking. And then... They get a bright spot from Gerard Del Fuego, who's been their best player this year. You've been calling for him for... Because he's been the guy... He's one of those youngsters that had so much potential, and he never... I don't know. He just never lived up to that. He was part of the Barcelona Academy. He even played at Barcelona. Yeah. But, yeah, he just... He keeps getting on these bad teams, though. I think that's the thing. He went from he was on an Everton team that wasn't very good before. Yeah. <laughs> and now he's on a Watford team that clearly you know, they could be they're not going to be the worst for uh, like all-time prem uh worst. No, cuz we heard that stat on the show. Oh yeah, Ralphie uh Yeah, Ralphie hooked hit us, us up with, with that, that one. Jason basically by this win alone, they're almost out of that chance of being the worst ever, so. Mhm. That's very true. Yeah. It was like, I was like, oh my god! It's like breaking news, everybody. Wofford has won a game. It's amazing. It is, and now they are not the bottom. They're in the bottom, but they're not the bottom. Norwich is now. They're still the bottom. Come on. Norwich is now at the bottom. And I saw. Rightfully so. I saw on that little sheet that I was telling you about before. It was, so Southampton had the strongest schedule thus far, and it showed for them, for sure. Yeah, and they get the gift of playing Arsenal. Watford had the fourth, and then Norwich had the fifth. But take into account, Southampton is just bad. So literally everybody else they were playing was was better than them. Right. So take that for what it's Same worth. Same thing with Norwich, other than True. other than them beating City, which is still like that feels like years ago now. The way that yeah. team is played, like it almost feels like it didn't happen. You're like, hold on, no, there's no way this team right now that I'm watching actually beat City. 
I'm saying. But they did. They did. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. They can't beat anybody else. Yeah. But they beat one of the best teams in the league. Yeah. Figure that one out. And they did have to play Liverpool week one. I mean, they have played the best yeah. so far, but I yeah. don't know, man. It's, it's, it's going to be a struggle. Yeah, and you're just not seeing any scoring from Norwich. Pookie's been missing for seven weeks now. I don't think he scored. So it's not good. No. There's... And when you give up an easy goal to start the game with just Buendia being sloppy with the ball, and it's just like, dude, you're down – one nothing, literally two minutes into the game. Yeah, to a team that couldn't beat anybody. No, that's you're you're in bad shape at that point. So I mean, props to Watford. I mean, for all they've been through so far this season, and they finally, finally break through. Yeah, give the Hornets some credit, man. They're finally, uh, they're finally buzzing. Ooh, that's a good B. <laughs> so we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. See if it can continue. We'll see. Uh, let's see. Chelsea, my boys, my boys, your boys, two nothing over Crystal Palace. Yes, we see our boy, uh, Christian Pulisic, another goal. Captain America is hot, doing his thing. He has five goals, five, five. goals in the last three, five prem goals. That's and insane. He had had that hat trick, and right after that hat trick, you had posted that question: Would he be able to score ten, 10? plus? Um, I tightened it up to make it 10 in the Prem. I didn't think, even with that hat trick, that it was going to be a thing. And he's just come back and rattled two more goals in two more games. Now he's only five away with two-thirds of the season to go. True. I think you're probably on point. He's definitely going to get that 10 in the Prem. And may maybe 15 to 20 in all competitions. If he continues rolling like this and if the he hip's does not that, so bad. They'll finish in the top three. Dude, I think they're going to finish it. I think you should or two. feel very confident. If he scores 20 goals, it's like, well, then Tammy is probably going to score at least that, too. Yeah. Two 20-goal scorers. Dude, how amazing Unreal. would that be if they could get production like that out of him after losing Hazard mm -hmm. and thinking he was the be-all, end-all? Yep. And then he's gone now over to Real and hasn't really lived up to the hype in that league. He looks like chubby Hazard again. Yeah, he's fat boy again. And uh, Pulisic has stepped right in and just really has shown that he is, belongs in this league. I mean, we were questioning whether or not, you know, it was his time. We were questioning whether he was going to get loaned out. Yeah. And then all of a sudden everyone's like, well, what the hell? Well, he could be fitting right in with this uh, in this league. I mean, even for a non-Chelsea fan, you have to admit, I was one that said, be patient. Give the kid time. Find ways to get him into the lineup. And in the long run, it, it's going to pay off. And right now, it's paying off. And they're, it they're is, looking man. like geniuses. And when's the last time we've had an American making that impact in the Premier League? Clint Dempsey. Yeah. And that was a while ago. I think I saw the best year Clint Dempsey had. He had, like, 23 goals. Yeah. I mean, he had a phenomenal couple years in there before coming back. And he was a beast with Playing Fulham. with the Sounders and all that. But but even again, he was with Fulham. Yeah. So, therefore, he was basically yep, yep. the only option to score with Fulham. Where Pulisic is on a top six, top four club in the Premier League and making an impact. To me, that's even more impressive. It's amazing. 
Because, yeah, I mean, it just doesn't happen like that. I agree. You know? I mean, everything you're rattling off, I'm I'm with, and I'm with him. <laughs> and it's just like, dude, this is your time, man. Yeah. This is your time. And everybody back home is like... So, including me, and I'm not a Chelsea supporter at all, but every time I see him score, I'm happy because that shows me that there is small glimmer of hope for this U.S. team. Yeah, buddy. So, yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Come on, you blues. Let's go. All right. Um, Next game. So, Burnley and West Ham both needing really bad wins, and Burnley got a 3 0 victory. Burnley's the only one that showed up for this game. West Ham's still on the bus. They still haven't got off it. They're no. still sitting there. <laughs> yeah, they're, like, they're like, hmm. Is this game starting Shall yet? we show up and play or what? Is it? <laughs> yeah, they, they picked the wrong week for the international break, I think. Yeah. They're they, like, they, wait, I thought international break started this week. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. But you got killed. They don't even have many guys on any international You let teams. Ashley Barnes <laughs> let, get right back into it. Now he's going to start scoring again. Yep. And he, saw the, he saw the ball go in the back of the net. He's like, yeah, I got this shit. Here comes Barnesy. He's Mr. Gonna, Ashley Barnes. He's going to finish in the top 10 for Golden Boot because he oh, does. God. Like every year, though, he does. Like he he just gets enough goals on that. Band if team. the season ended after week one, he would have won it. <laughs> yeah, he would have won the Golden Boot after week one. That's amazing. But yeah. yeah. So it's like, all right, well, West Ham is still winless in six. And now they have one of the hardest schedules remaining. Yeah. It's bad. Dude, they could be in some serious trouble. Pellegrini's looking at himself like, uh-oh. Because you never know. Like, Watford, dude, one win, you get a little hot mm-hmm. and start, you know, beating the bad teams again and drawing some of these better teams. And Watford could creep their way out, and West Ham could be falling right on in because their goal differential is bad, too. Right. And they're they're just they're not in a good spot right now and I don't know what happened. They're not in a good place. Like what happened though? Like did I miss something? Did they have a major injury? Did something happen that I'm just not aware of because it is just a completely different football team right now. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's we were praising them before and then now all of a sudden, you know, they haven't won in six games. And they're not even scoring. No. Nothing. No, no production from anybody. It, like, across the board. Yarmolenko so. was playing really well. He's disappeared. Howler was playing really well. Uh. We were playing some Ja Rule each week. Holla, holla. And like, the first – him and Pookie were, like, the best. And Ashley Barnes, those guys were killing it. And now all three of them are just, like, disappeared. Yeah. And they're, it's just it's not weird. coming from anywhere else. They let Chicharito go. They mm-hmm. let Anatovich go. Mm-hmm. And it's like – I don't know, man. Well, Marco took the money in China, I think. Dude, I know. That's like the thing now. Yeah. But I don't blame these guys. Chinese Super League has a lot of talent in it. People don't realize. Like, the more I look and look and look, especially playing FIFA and stuff, like, guys pop up and I'm like, damn, he's in the Chinese League now, too. They almost had bail. Yeah. And that I'm surprised felt, he hasn't taken through. the money. But, I mean, even guys like, uh, what, Iniesta's still over there playing and – Couple yeah. of Brazilians now have made their way over there. Podolski, I think, is on a Chinese team yeah. too now. Podolski, I love Lucas Podolski. My um, my cousin was in. Uh, I think she went to China. Was it China? Yeah, I guess. I think that's the league, right? China, the Chinese league. Yeah. That uh, CSL. Iniesta and Podolski are on. Yeah, 
It's the Chinese Super League. So she went to the game where Iniesta's team played Podolski's team. That's awesome. I'm like, all right, that's a good flex. I like it. Yeah, you'd be surprised. If you start, like, we talk about FIFA all the time. Next time you get a chance, go in and just look at all the rosters in the Chinese Super League, and you're going to see names that you're like, holy shit, I didn't even know they were here. uh, What's his name from uh, Belgium? The Dembele from Belgium. Yes. Center def- the center midfielder, center holding midfielder. Musa? Yeah, he plays in Chinese Super League now. Interesting. Yeah, there's a lot There's a lot of talent in that league. There's a lot of talent, It's I definitely swear. a top 10 league in the world right now. That's what? Jeez. No, it's not. Maybe it is. It is. You think so? Oh, absolutely. If you broke down the top 10 t- leagues in the world, Chinese Super League is in it. Without a doubt in my mind. That's not true! It is. <laughs> We're going to pull those stats later. Sure can. <laughs> All right, let's talk about uh, Newcastle getting a nice 2-1 win over our Cherries. Yeah, let's talk about that. My Cherries. Yes, that's right. My Cherries. Luckily, they weren't my Cherries Ryan's when, a Bournemouth they, fan now. when they lost to Newcastle. Yeah, so. luckily. Hey, our, uh, our U.S. boy, uh, DeAndre Yedlin, scored. Yeah, welcome back. It's good to see him healthy. I think he just needs some time. I mean, I think he played like two games prior, but obviously when you're coming back from a nasty injury, it's going to take you a little bit to get back, you know, into the flow. Definitely that confidence of being able to challenge the ball and not worry about getting hurt. Right. Things like that. Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, in Bournemouth, I think, didn't they score? Or was it Newcastle scored first and then Bournemouth tied it? Mm, I got to go back and double check that because I want to say yes, that they okay that they drew it. Okay. And then Newcastle ended up getting the win. Word. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, so we got back-to-back wins for Newcastle now. That's big. Got them out of relegation zone. So we'll see if that uh, train keeps going along. And then – on the other side, you just see Bournemouth being Bournemouth, man. I mean, that's... The tale as old as time. That's what they do. The cherries and the beast. But I guess I, I... Honestly, with my newfound fandom, I guess I should be used to it, being an Arsenal fan. That's kind of what Arsenal's done. So, to me, like I was telling you pre-show when we were sitting here just messing around with the Twitch and all that, like, to me, what's the difference? I might as well go back to the roots and the team that... if. Four or five hundred years ago, my ancestry never moved out. Who would I have been following? That's who I would have been following. So he's a Cherries fan. I am now a Bournemouth Cherries fan, officially. He's a born again Cherries. It fan. starts this week. This is it. Yeah, this Arsenal it. will probably come out and beat Southampton like four nothing too, and I'll be like, oh, I miss Arsenal. Meh. Not really. Unai. I see. That's the thing. I don't like. I was so happy they got Pepe. They're not using him right because I love Nicola. my Ivory Coast guys. I love Obama Yang. It's, it's not going to take my love away from some of these players. For now, you know, I'm still going to follow a few of these guys' careers. But. but yeah, great, great victory for the uh, the Magpies. It, it really was, and that keeps them relevant right now. It's good. It's yeah. all good, man. Yeah, the league's a better league with Newcastle in it. Yeah, I There's mean, a I, lot of history there. I would have been shocked if they got relegated, honestly. I would have been like, well... Yeah, but, I, dude, they were really looking like it. It wasn't like we were just saying it to say it. Like, they looked like a team worthy of relegation through the first ten weeks. Yeah, Steve Bruce, maybe, you know. 
Maybe he said something. <laughs> did Maybe something. did something. Maybe yeah. the fans are just like have accepted them that they're not going to make the change and Rafa's not going to walk through those doors. No, maybe it just took, yeah, it took a little bit of time to get some of these guys to gel. Like St. Maxim was a good player. Mm-hmm. That was a nice ad. Yeah. You know? I like him. Um, He's a little bowl in China shop, but. Again, I think Almarone's a good player. It's just putting him in the right position. He's an okay player. They kind of went away from Linton the last couple of weeks, and it seems to have. Well, it's big that um, uh, Lichels yeah. is hurt. That's their captain. So we'll see. You know how that shakes up uh, going forward. Yeah. Um, let's see. What do we got next? Everton. Our toffee is 2-1 over Southampton. It's amazing. So you got Tommy Davies, and you got a Richarlison goal. And now that they're starting to switch the formation up, putting some right people in there, they're putting Davies in instead of like an aging Gilfie Sigerson. Yeah. They're starting to win some ball games here. Yeah. And now they have a tough-ass schedule. Going forward, which is not good, as we discussed. No, but they could be one of these teams that we're going to start seeing that play up to better competition. It's true. And maybe with some right coaching, maybe Silva makes a few changes like we've been calling for all year. And who knows? Sky's the limit with that team because the talent is there, and we've said it from day one. Oh, my God. We talked like – that's why we hyped them up and we're sucking them off in the beginning because we looked at that roster and we're like, Holy shit. Like, this team could be good. Yeah. Like, really good. And now you're getting contributions from a young Tom Davies and things like that. I just liked him. I don't know why they never put him in. The same reason Marco Silva doesn't do anything that we Ever since he was young, he just fit into that squad. He really does. And he wasn't playing in the beginning of the season, and now all of a sudden we're starting to be like, okay, maybe Gilfie's on the decline. Throw him in there. Yeah. And he's been – a rock in there. He really has. And if you get some production out of Gilfie with him, I mean, you you really could. And you still have Moses Keane. Yeah, just chilling on the bench. Just chilling. Like, really good player. You have guys like Awobi. Um, If you could ever get production out of Bernard and find a way to get some chemistry between him and Richarlson, um, I, I don't know, man. I think... I think they could turn it around still. They're not probably going to hit that top six like we talked about in the preseason. But the way the anybody but the top four are playing, who knows? Sky's the limit right now. I love it. Anybody but, could break into that. Yeah. And my uh, and we just get on Marco because we love him. Like I said. No, you get on Marco because you love him. I oh. get on Marco because I think he's a shitty coach. Oh man. And that he is wasting all the talent on that team. Fair. Fair yeah. to say. My opinion. That's why we're here. <laughs> True that. <laughs> um so we got Spurs. Our disgusting Spurs tying the Blades, the Sheffield boys getting that one one draw. Spurs it's... suck. Yeah. Like not yes, taking anything yes, away from do. Sheffield because yes, Sheffield has been playing phenomenal. I mean, they beat Arsenal, which right now is not saying much, but for Sheffield as a club, that's a huge, huge win. That's money in the pocket when you're beating a team. This is what all Spurs fans are feeling right now. Yeah, basically. They're just like, oh, man, we're not good. But, hey, doesn't take anything away from our Sheffield guys. Those blades are fighting their asses off. 
Dude, they are no household names in fifth place. Fifth. Fifth That's place. Not, I'm not. I'm not stuttering at all. Dude, if the season ends Fifth. today, they get a first-round bye in the Europa League. That's awesome. Like, how crazy is that? That's what fifth place gets you. If it they could a- get from the championship to a top-five finish in a Europa League in one season, that's like that's what Wolves did last year. Yeah. So that's amazing. Yeah, but even Wolves had to qualify for Europa League. That's true. Like, that top-five gets you your instant berth. And Wolves are struggling in uh, – I think they lost in Europa League recently. Yeah. Yeah, that's a I, dude, people don't realize that's tough. You're getting in the mix now of teams all over Europe. And some of these guys, that's what they play for. Mm-hmm. Like especially you get one of these Italian league teams or something like that. They know they're not competing with Juventus. You know, so for them, they're never going to win their league. So they can throw way more into these cups. That's very true. For the Prem, sometimes the Prem's open enough that guys are going to take a chance. So we'll see. They're going to take a chance, man. Taking a chance. Yeah, so Spurs haven't won since September. <laughs> September. And Ooh. and don't worry. Yikes. With my newfound fandom, I still have no love for the Spurs and will absolutely still despise the Spurs. Spurs are still shit. No love here. Nope. <laughs> None. So we get our next game, our Gunners, or your Gunners, I'm sorry. My Gunners. Your Gunners. They're still technically my Gunners. So Leicester with a nice win, 2 nothing over Arsenal. Jamie Vardy, the Loves boy the is hot. the party. And nice James Madison goal. A beautiful James Madison goal, actually. So it's our the young roster and this young core of players are coming together like Chelsea is and just producing and they keep winning they keep just getting those results and now it's like well where do they go from here can they finish second like the poll question we had up on A2D we're like hey can they finish higher than Man City and I guess that's not so far out of reach at this point. Yeah, I said yeah when we had it, and that was before this week happened. And now with City losing to Liverpool and all that, it's like it's definitely a possibility. I think the biggest thing is now it's more of a question, can they finish over Chelsea? Ooh, Because yeah. Chelsea's in the mix too, man. Well, they have that draw, that head-to-head, if that comes into play. Yeah. So we'll see. On the reverse leg at the KP. That was the that was the Wilford and Diddy header that I called. Yeah, that was early. That was when yeah. Chelsea blew it late. Yeah. We were we were a very early show and we're just a bunch of youngsters out there. We're just a bunch of <laughs> the youth. The training wheels were still on. Not so youthful. Youthful in experience, not age. Very true. We were still like trying to adjust to this new life. Yeah. Which we call like our broadcast media. Broadcast media lifestyle is crazy, but it's it is. It's uh again, like a best decision I've made. Oh, absolutely. Probably my whole life. Yeah. I haven't made too many good ones, but that was definitely good. Yeah, like the struggle is a little bit real right now, but it's going to pay off in the long run. That's why I keep telling people. Everybody's, "How you doing? How you doing?" Well, it's tough. Grinding, baby. Yeah. I'm going to start eating out of dumpsters soon. But <laughs> only the best dumpsters 
Only the best. Only those Chinese <laughs> dumpsters. Nah, but for real though, this has been great. So let's let's keep rolling. Yes. Um so Man United got a nice win over Brighton, three one. I was hoping that the goals would keep trending and playing well, but unfortunately going into old Trafford's never easy. I kinda see United doing pretty good the rest of the way. Dude, I honestly do. I hate to say it. I, I could see them kind of turning it around. I think if January comes and they can ship off Pogba come January and get that headache. Maybe use that out money there, to uh go elsewhere. Yeah. I mean, they're they're one or two players away and, and again maybe a coach away. But that won't happen because we like we talked about Tuesday, the the contract that he just signed, I don't know why they would Yeah. Part ways, and, maybe, and then they won't. I dude, can't see them. The board being like, "Sorry, man, you're just not it." Maybe he's not that bad. Like he I did win nine just, straight when he first came in. I think it's just a young team. I think it is. I think it's a young team, and they lack now with Martial healthy again and Rashford. If he keeps scoring, that's great. Yeah, but again, they just they need a midfield leader, and Pogba was supposed to be it. And if he's not willing to be it, you need that killer. And Pogba's more of like a laid-back kind of dude. And he plays when he, he can be a killer. But I think that United just need that little bit of fire. Yeah, dude, he could need be. somebody in there to just come in and just crunching tackles. And, I mean, Juan Basaka is, I saw he leads the league in tackles, which he led the league in tackles last year. So that's yeah. not a surprise. But Dude, if you have him and McGuire. And I like Lindelof. He's a good player. And Lindelof, yeah, he's young, he's solid, and he's man. solid, and he's you know. It, I think he's Swede. And who's who else? You Ashley Young. Yeah, I guess he's thrusted into that but left he's, back spot. He's not bad either. It was between him and uh, who's the other kid? Shaw, Luke Shaw. And he can't stay healthy, poor guy. No, but between the two of them, if you're the the fourth defender on out of that defense, that's poor not guy. that's not bad. That's not a bad defense at all. And the, no, not at all. There's man. offense. McTominay's been playing well. Mm-hmm. Again, young. Daniel James, young. Yeah. Like, Martial's still young. Yeah. This kid Williams that came in and played. Yeah. Wearing number 53. You could tell that's like a. <laughs> <laughs> it's like poor Academy kid. That's, hey, he played good. He did. I, I. Look, in the past, I've had some hate for United because I think they always were winning and everyone liked them. I think they're like why I used to hate Penn State because everybody likes Penn State. Yeah. And everybody likes United. But now that you saw the shift when Alex Ferguson left and everyone started, you know, dick riding like City. Well yeah. I'm like, eh, maybe Man United's not so bad. I think United got a lot of love in this country because of the movie Euro Trip. Yeah. Like people that didn't know anything about the game saw that scene in Euro Trip and was like, oh I'm going to root for United. Yeah. Yeah. But, hey, I'm still not a huge fan, per se, of United. But I I give credit where credit is due, and I feel like that team has the potential to turn it around and definitely be a top-six club by the season end. Agreed. Agreed, agreed, agreed. Um, Let's see. Oh, last game for the rundown is over. Wolves. 2-1 2-1 over Villa. We're all the way through Sunday? Damn. Yeah. Holy shit. That was it. Eh, who would have thought? Time flies. <laughs> Time flies when you're having fun. 
Yeah, Wolves playing a little bit better brand of ball, huh? They're up to eighth now. They are. They're getting good results after, I've said this before, that once Chelsea came in and beat the hell out of them at home when Wolves – remember Wolves were riding like a 16-game unbeaten streak? Yeah. And Chelsea just came in and whooped up on them. And then since then, they've actually been decent. I mean, if you've listened to this, you know they are our draw kings. They are our draw kings. Seven draws so far. So they weren't losing, but they weren't winning. And now, you know, they're actually getting three points. So yeah, it's we're, big for them. They're in a result-based business. And Raul Jimenez, dark horse for MVP of the league. Because this kid, if it wasn't for him... Yeah. They would be in bad shape. Yeah. Guys like Jota and all that, they're not going to carry him. He's going to carry him. If like, they're going to do anything, it's going to be with him. Um, like we saw Ruben Neves, you know, he scores finally. Yeah, Motinho, he's playing He's playing okay. But, I mean, I think they knew what they are going to get from him. He's an old, you know, ageless wonder, you know. He's going to just spray the ball around, nothing crazy. He's like how Pierlo was, you know. Yeah not going to run too much at this age he's just going to you know jog pass hey, jog they, pass they got some good international flair yeah on that team and the coach i mean i always you know spiritu santo for what he did last year with them yeah being promoted and then finishing in what sixth yeah last year so w- between that and them finally winning this that when they beat uh city this year he said he's pretty. His job was pretty much safe once that game happened, and now they're starting to trend in the right direction. So, the team's looking good. Yeah, I and my newfound team gets to play them coming off this break. Ooh, so that's, that's actually going to be a good game. Yeah, at home, Bournemouth against the Wolves. So Sheesh. I was looking into that schedule, see what I'm getting myself into here. Love it, <laughs> love it, love it. But yeah, so that's kind of the uh, recap for. Week number 12 yeah. of the Prem so. just keeps rolling on through. Pretty soon we're going to be at Christmas before you Boxing know Day, and then it's like, whoa. Yeah. We're going to be coming to, like, the last couple games of the season, then it's over, and then we're sad. Yeah, and then MLS will be starting. And right MLS right there. Hell, yeah. There's always something for us. We're always going to have something to talk about. Hell, yeah. So for all our Facebook Live people that are watching or have watched, thank you. I am going to be dropping this out. Please continue to watch the second half of the show on Twitch or catch the whole recording of this show on Apple Podcasts on Spotify. You can go to Twitch, too. And you can go to Twitch and watch the recording of it. And give us a follow, because we really want followers everywhere. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And again, follow all the social media. Every version. Kicking it stateside. You can find us. Look for the logo. Yes, sir. Sorry, that was my sign out for That Facebook was my Live. sign out. Just hop on Twitch and drop us a comment and just say, do, baby? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just comment that, and we'll be happy. Um, do you want to... Go to halftime. Yeah, we should take it to halftime on Spotify, and then our Twitch will do a a fun little game. Just kidding, I don't know. I just made that up. Nah, we got some stuff. We got some stuff coming for the second half. It's exciting. There's a lot to talk about, and we still got the MLS that we got to discuss. Yes, our international break right beyond the break. International break right beyond the break. Well, let's take our break.
We're going to take the break. I'm going to drink some more coffee because your boy is tired. Wake up. <laughs> and it's 2.45. <laughs> I'm a sad human, I It's swear. the cold, bro. The cold takes it out of you. Fuck, man. It's like 15 it's... degrees. The only thing that's making me happy is that it's Thursday, and I'm looking forward to this weekend. Got a good weekend coming up, and we got some U.S. games to watch. That's and... true. Fridays. So, yeah, I'm happy. I'm living life. All right. I'm just rambling. But we'll be uh, right back for our Spotify, iTunes people. So here's a funky-ass tune for Hell y'all yeah. to jam out to. What's up, everybody? We are back. Second half of Kicking It Stateside, episode number 16. I love the second half. Second half is always fun because there's always so much to talk about. And, you know, we're a second half club. We're a second half team. Absolutely. We really are. We come strong in the second half. (laughs) Very strong. Right out of the gates, we get a a nice song growing, and it's just like, yeah. Hell yeah. We're feeling good. We're feeling all right. Um, Let's see. Let's talk about the MLS Cup. Yeah, we absolutely have to do that because we are not just a Premier League show. And we do have a champion. So whenever there's a champion, it's worthy of talking about. True. And we have to give the people what they want. You know what I'm saying, dog? You know it. You know what I'm saying? What a freaking bop that song is. Well, the Seattle Sounders gave 69,000... Live, strong, in attendance, and something to cheer the about. The millions watching at home, what I was they one. wanted. Actually, the ratings were pretty high. I, I saw the ratings were high for what we were expecting. You know, Seattle, Toronto, that could be tough. We figured the best ratings would have been like an NYFC, LAFC final, just because of LA and New York. But and like during NFL football Sunday too, like that's yeah, pretty impressive. Absolutely. So, big ups to the Seattle Sounders for bringing home another MLS Cup. Hell of a season. Unreal. Hell of a season for a team, for a league that got dominated by one team, LAFC. Especially in the West. To have a two seed versus a four seed, like, that's awesome. Yeah. Like, and it was the hottest teams coming in that That's what this got new there. playoff format did. Yeah, that one game... Loser goes home. It's like, ah, I didn't think I was going to like it, but now I kind of do because these were the most exciting playoffs to date in the MLS. Oh, by far, without a doubt. Every touch of that ball matters. When you get into the two legs, sometimes it one game can be very dry and very slow, mm-hmm. and you don't find that when you have no other choice. For real, though. I mean, it's it was awesome, and... Seattle with a nice 3-1 win over Toronto. They were putting up three spots all playoff. Yeah, I mean, like. they were get, their front three, granted Jordan Morris maybe wasn't scoring, but he, you know, he had his hand in. He had a hat trick. I That's mean, true. He, yeah, didn't, yeah, yeah. he didn't do much in the last two, but he helped get him there. Yeah, I mean, he just, he's a workhorse. I think he runs his ass off for, I didn't know he got subbed out, but. Yeah. That team, dude, that team looks good and they're going to look good going into next year too. 
I mean, they're going to be around. It's weird because I don't. You look at this Brian Smeltzer guy, the coach, and you're like, he just doesn't look like a coach at all. Yeah. <laughs> like, I look like more of a coach than he does. But and he gets the job done. He got the boys up to play. Granted, it's probably pretty easy when you know you have 69,000 people behind your back and all the other Seattleans that were watching. Yeah, but that's pressure too. Some guys, some guys fold under pressure. Some guys fold, and they did not. I mean, they they can outside of. I mean, they didn't control the ball. No, Toronto had a lot Toronto, of possession, but they controlled the tempo. Yeah, and they played the game they wanted to play. They let Toronto possess that ball the whole time, and then they caught them. And they kind of caught them, and they limited Toronto shots. Yeah. I don't even think they might have had all the possession, Toronto, but. When you're not getting shots on goal, it doesn't even matter. You could have all, you could have 100 possession, 99, 90, whatever. Yeah. The other team shoots one time and scores game over, one nothing. Exactly. So, so you got <laughs> you take your chances and you got to capitalize on them. And Seattle did that. Yeah. You know, they get, you know, an unfortunate first goal. You know, they're calling it, you know, Kelvin Leardom's goal, but it was a double deflection. It was. But. I mean, it was a shot, and shit happens, and it went in, and then you yeah. get Victor Rodriguez. He gets subbed on and has a beauty goal, and then the little icing on the cake is Raul Ruiz Diaz. Who's really beasting. been one of the best players on that team all year. Oh, by far. So it was nice to see him just cap off that yeah. win. Just beasting Omar Gonzalez's poor ass yeah. and getting a nice goal to uh, seal it. And, you know, Seattle does it again. You don't think... I didn't. I we were saying that they were going to be our dark horse, definitely to come out of the West. Maybe not win it, but get there. But for them to win it is pretty awesome. It is. It so, really is. And now it's like, well, we kind of close a chapter on the MLS, which is kind of upsetting because not that we've we've been fortunate to talk about it in recent weeks because of the playoffs and we felt like we needed to you know give the people what they want and yeah honestly i think them on mls and we got a lot of good feedback on when we did just the smallest little mls preview that one day well this show didn't even exist till late in the mls season right and, and we, our our goal was to come out premier league heavy from the jump but coming into this next mls year I mean, we're going to be an MLS show as well. Yeah. And we're going to be able to touch on that league from week one all the way up through the playoffs coming forward. So I'm I'm looking forward to the next season and some of the moves that are already happening. We've seen some players uh, already moving via trade, mm -hmm. which is a little different than, you know, the European leagues are used to. There are – they do trade in the MLS along with doing the loans and the sales and all that. Um, we got a new coach oh, in yeah. the league. How about that? My man, the Perfect man, time. the myth, the legend, Thierry Henry, taking the job with the Montreal Impact. Mm -hmm. And I've made the joke 100 times today, and I'm going to make it one more, is I think he's going to have a very big impact on that team. <laughs> and I think he's going to have an impact on – how I watch because I'm not at all changing from Red Bulls. Don't get that twisted. Um, I like my Red Bulls and I like the locality of them, but I'm definitely going to have an eye, extra eye on this Montreal team now, uh, being that my boy 
is uh, coaching them. So, I mean, I wish all the best for Henri. I hope he does really well, and eventually he'll can take over Arsenal sometime and yeah, hopefully the near future or Red Bull. I mean, either either or, and we're Bournemouth. Oh God, he would not want that job. No, I know, but <laughs> I, hey, whatever. I but I I hope you know. I hope Montreal does. I hope he does well. Yeah. I hope he coaches and puts the right play, you know, people in the right places. But once we step on the field with Montreal, I don't want you to win or do well. <laughs> Dude, Montreal was coming on hot at the end of the season too. Like they started out hot and then they fizzled out, and then they started to come back a little bit towards the end, but it just not enough to uh, get in. They went on too much of a slide. Towards that, like, you could get to the all-star break and be awesome, but if you don't perform after that all-star break, you're going to be in trouble. It's a a tale of two halves of the season, and I've seen it plenty of times with the Union. They are in first place, you know, half the time, you know, the last couple years at the all-star break, and then they flounder and back their way into the playoffs. It's just... It happens. It's a it's a long season, and you got to play both the first and second half. And Montreal didn't, but yeah. you know, I hope Henri does really well and wish him nothing but the best. Absolutely. And I guess one last. I mean, you talked about the trade, you know, Darlington Nagby, going yes. from Atlanta to Columbus. He is reunited with Caleb Porter, who they both were at Portland previously reunited and it feels so good (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna need a sound clip for that one (laughs) it's like that uh asmr shit where you're like so yeah (laughs) yeah it's uh it's a little upsetting that the mls is coming to an end or has come to an end and now we just have to wait for the draft and maybe we'll talk about that once that happens and the expansion draft will happen as well. And, you know, it's it's uh, it's a sport that really never sleeps. You know, it could be no games on, but there's a lot to look forward to. Absolutely. So, and some college soccer coming out, you know. It's always fun to see who's going to be the next, uh, you know. This year it was uh, Shin Yashiki that got the rookie of the year, and he was drafted. So it's going to be like, oh, who's going to be the next him or who's going to be the next – great goalie like Andre Blake and drafted first and all this other stuff. So yeah, it's a lot of fun times. Bring some uh, excitement. So MLS, um, I guess in the next few months, again, big ups to the Sounders. They did win our kicking it stateside team of the week. Yes. Congrats. Anytime there's a champion, that's pretty much going to happen. So I have a soft spot for the city of Seattle. So that's awesome that they, uh, got to hoist the, trophy and had a little parade and ooh quick quick other note before we before we dip away from the MLS it actually goes with USL um Landon Donovan named head coach manager of the USL newcomer San Diego Loyal really yes cool 45 minutes ago nice so does he own part of that I'm sure he does I'm, I'm sure he was like, oh yeah, I'm uh, I'm one of the minority owners, so I'm just I'm gonna coach this team because I'm Landon Donovan and I can do it. He had a pretty good clip that I could play talking about our next uh, 
topic of the national team. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you saw that. I did. I retweeted it. I did. I could play it for the... Uh... So, yeah. Let's play so, it. Play it kind for of the a closing the book on our MLS account. So, we, we'll see you guys in March. Yes. Soon enough. But... And some transfer talk. And, and transfer, transfer talk. talk and random stuff that'll yeah, happen. But, yeah. Absolutely. So, I guess uh, the U.S. men's national team, it's international break. So, we got the U.S. men's national team with two games coming up in the CONCACAF Nations League. Apparently, this goes towards qualifying for the Gold Cup, correct? Yes. So it's qualifying for Gold Cup, and then Gold Cup's going to work into qualifying for the World Cup. So all this is important. This Nations League is really for teams that, you know, might not always make it in. Not U.S. Right. This is, like, supposed to be a gift for us to get some practice. Right. And we're out there losing games to Canada. This is a way, like, Cuba maybe can slide in. Not if they will, but it was like, yeah. okay, maybe they will. Or the Virgin Islands, like, they're... Yeah, team or, or something. Trinidad weird. or you know, we we know them all too well and yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but basically yeah. anybody but anybody but U.S. and Mexico Mex yes. because it's supposed to be a given that we're supposed to be competitive and right now it's really Mexico. It's like U.S., Mexico, Honduras, and Costa Rica are like the top four, I would say, in Concacaf. Yeah, right now. Uh, watch out for these Canadians. I'm not saying. That he can do better. Last time you talked bad about that Canadian team, what happened? I might not even. I don't. May, maybe I'm jinxing our own national team. Well, I mean, after shitting on Canada, or they heard it and they're like, "Well, you know what, Adam? I'll shove it right up your arse." <laughs> eh? Since they would never curse. Yeah, they're too nice. Yeah. <laughs> to any Canadian listeners, they'll eat their. Uh... I don't mean to shit on you, so. Hey, they got the number one chip flavor. In Canada, ketchup. No, no. Not have you ketchup, ever? Have you, have you never had that chip? I think Lay's makes it. Ketchup chip? No, it's not a ketchup chip. This is the number ketchup one. Chip? The number one flavor in Canada is a mix between barbecue and salt and vinegar. Oh fuck me! And that shit is banging. It's that called all dressed delightful. up, and I'm pretty sure I forget who sells it. Lay's that or hers? Awesome. Yeah, it's called all dressed and has a Canadian flag on it. I'll have to get it. Uh, Shipped in. <laughs> you can get them at your local retailer. Ah, I'll make my <laughs> own then. I'll just rub them together. Yeah. But, yeah, so we got a game against Canada on Friday. Tomorrow. Tomorrow Probably is Friday. Probably when you're listening to this show, possibly. Yes. Could be the day of. So. Yes, and there is a game on Tuesday? I believe it's Tuesday. Yeah, the 19th? Tuesday in Cuba. In Cuba. And then we play at Orlando, right? Yes. On tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. Um, I think it's on FS1, I want to say. Yeah, you should be able to find it on FS1. It will be Seven televised. 7 o'clock, maybe? Yes. Seven. Actually, I could look that up. 7. Most of our games are always at 7. True. Yes, 7 o'clock. Sorry. Don't De apologize. Dead air. Dead air. Blech. At Exploria Stadium. Crazy. <laughs> That's good, though. That's a good location to be playing Canada. Get as far away from there as possible yeah, to not... make it a pure home game. 
for the U.S. because we've talked. Let's about not do that any like uh, favors, like yeah. playing Mexico and New York. Yeah, <laughs> we're playing Canada and like Michigan. Stupid. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, we are trying to really see what this team has because Pulisic is not playing. He picked up a little knock in his hip um, in the Chelsea match, and then Michael Bradley is not playing. So it's really uh, who's going to step up. Absolutely. And who is going to put the ball in the back of the net? Because we didn't see – Josh Sargent was a little uh, – he wasn't very present in – I'm not going to blame him, though. I can't. No, because but he wasn't – the line he, he was, disappeared. But is that coaching? Because I watched how the team was can like, like put together – and it just didn't look like – it looked like they were trying to play a defensive game because mm-hmm. they were scared of Jonathan Davis and Alfonso Davies as opposed to just playing their game and opening up the field to where, yeah, you might have let up those two goals that you let up, but they you should have scored three. They look scared. You should have scored three against Canada. With our, with our firepower, absolutely. You it had w- Pulisic in the lineup. You had McKinney in the lineup. You had Sargent in the lineup. Like, right. Come on. Like, you can't get a couple goals. I don't know. Apparently not. Cause That's because they were playing scared, like you said. It was a little timid. I, I definitely agree. I, I don't know why. It's not like you're going into Mexico and playing, you know, at the Estadio Azteca. Right. Where they're throwing shit at you. Yeah. You're playing in Canada. You're playing in fucking Toronto. Yeah. You should be able to win and not feel the pressure. Oh, they felt the pressure. The pressure, was, yeah. And they blew it. They fucking blew it, dude. They did. But here's a chance for redemption. Fucking blew it. God damn it. You blew it! Blew it. They did. Again. But yes, um, I just want to play this little clippy of my man's. I want to see if it's I... It's hard to watch right now sometimes. with You know, the Canada game was hard to watch. It was really hard to watch. What makes it so hard to watch? Well, for me, it's... You can lose games. I understand that the team is developing the style that Berhalter wants to play. That's the, no problem with that. I know that takes time. I mean, it took him a little time in Columbus, and look what they did. They were right. incredible, right? With limited resources. However... I when I watch the national team, I care about two things: passion mm-hmm. and compete. You have to compete, mm-hmm. and right now I don't see like fire and passion in their belly. And Neither I don't do see I. Them, like really Just competing. Pull the Not, of course, everyone's out there trying, and their their effort is there. But like, it's gotta matter to you, right? Like, it needs to matter when you're losing to your northern rivals. It's gotta matter, and and I don't see that, and that part of it bothers. me. There you go. There's uh, Landy Cakes breaking he, it down. He's 100% right. I mean, this is the same shit we've been saying, too. It's There's one thing about develop, developing. I get it. Like he said, you got to develop. You got a lot of young players. You got a system you're trying to put in. You got to develop. But you got to win. You got to win games that are. I mean, you can't be losing to Canada. I don't care. You can play it. No, like if in front of a million people, and you still got to beat them. Yeah, there's no reason we should be losing to Canada. Right. If you're playing Spain or Germany or any of these world powers, I get it. Canada's not a world power. Hockey, yes. Soccer, no, no, no. Like not even close. Like it's just, it's it's goddamn sad. It is. 
And if we lose again, I'm probably I'm just going to be done. Well, let's let's talk about this real quick. And I was going to bring it up when we were on break. Moldova, yeah, is right now tied with France, one-one. And this is a French team. They were actually up just until a minute ago, and that's why I wanted to throw it in there now. They literally just tied it right now, 35 minutes into the game. But this is a French team that is playing Griezmann, Giroud, Komen, Mbappe, Conte, Varane. Like, this is a full squad. Yeah, losing to Moldova. And a team like Moldova finds a way to score a goal and show up and be competitive. Against a French team that seems to be their A squad. Like the world power, the team that just won the World Cup. And, like, we can't score a goal against Canada? Come on. Sad days. Very sad days. And we went off on a rant a little bit on Tuesday on our A2D show. Yeah, about Tab Um, Ramos. (laughs) You can catch that on uh, different forms of social media that was clipped and put on. Yeah, you can catch that little 30-second clip of uh, me saying, well, you know what? I guarantee if Berghalter doesn't work out, we've got Tab Ramos. Thank the Lord. And then I got really upset. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I'm i more, I try to keep it cool. It's hard. It's very hard. But you know what? Um, yeah, it's like, okay, let's go a little bit into who's actually going to be playing, not Pulisic or yeah. Michael Bradley. Let's talk about this roster and, and what he's going to do. So I mean, I'm interested to see. These two games, we have Brad Guzan. Sean Johnson, and Matt Turner as goalies. I'm you, guessing Guzan will get the start. He's got to get the start against Canada. Because Sean Johnson can go fuck himself. I, I'm over Sean Johnson. I'm over the Sean Johnson. See, I, I told myself I wasn't going to get worked up this show, but I'm getting worked up because he's an idiot. But again. He's not good. He's not okay. international quality. So to be devil's advocate then, why isn't like Louis Robles? I know. Who's been one of the best goalies why isn't in MLS. Zach right. Well, Stefan, I can understand if there's an issue I mean, with maybe. Dusseldorf not wanting him. I mean, I, I don't know. It wasn't an issue before. Yeah. Maybe he's a little chipped up or something. Mm. Or maybe even, I, I don't know. I mean, City technically owns him so right now, so City could have even had a part That'd in it. That would be surprising, but maybe. You never know, I guess. Dude, you never know because Claudio Bravo looked like shit, and if – Ederson's going to be out for any type of time. They might want to be like, hey, Zach, we need to bring we you back you, off loan in January. Yeah, We need you, bro. Yeah, could happen. So, But, yeah, so go go back um, to this roster. Again, yeah. goal, goalkeeping, it's, I mean, Guzan I like, but the other two. That's like, really? That's yeah. your goalie trio? We don't, yeah, we don't have better choices. I'd rather get Tim Howard out of retirement and put him in a uniform on Tim, the bench. Tim, Timmy, Tim, Timmy, Tim, Tim, Taru. We've got Tim Howard, and he said, fuck you. Basically. Yeah, he has Tourette's. That's why it's funny. <laughs> um, it's not funny. Tourette's well, is yeah, not Tourette's funny. Tourette's is not funny, but yes. The chant is funny. I get what, I get what you were saying. <laughs> got a choice words, but yeah. I, I think the defense looks good. John Brooks is back. Great to see. Um, Serginho Dest. Actually, Yedlin. speaking of Dest, you know how I said that Ajax was the Ajax coach? Once he announced that he wasn't playing for the Netherlands, and the Ajax coach put him on the bench for the last three games. Yes. Apparently, there was a Dutch newspaper that did confirm that there was a little bit of a, a riff 
after that decision, and I guess some of his teammates even have been like, kind of feel betrayed. Well, yeah, some of those guys are on that team, and they're yeah. part of that youth movement in the Netherlands. Yeah, I love Donny so, van de Beek. Hey, maybe that opens up the door for Des to move on from Ajax. It's like, dude, who? Like, really? I mean, Ajax is there. Ajax is there to build you up and sell you anyway. Yeah. So for him, it's like, all but right. Those well, kids can't even comment on that. They're full blown Dutch. Right. All those kids that play usually for the Netherlands, at yeah. least the youngsters. I mean, he's got a very so it's he's like got a very Dutch last name though. I mean, yeah. I mean, whatever. He's no yeah. Donny Van de Beek. No. But, I mean, like, they don't know what it's like. They knew. It's like, hey, we're Dutch. We're going to play for the Dutch. We don't have another side. Yeah. So, it's like, just pipe the fuck down. I mean, I was really happy because he's the first one in a long time to pick us over. Everyone's pretty happy about it. Yeah. And the, the trick is, are you going to use him in the right way? Like, I, I talked about, I have no problems trying to put him at that holding midfield position. I doubt they'll do it because Berghalter doesn't seem that creative. But if it was my team and Yedlin was healthy and both are on the team, I'm going to find a way to get them both on the field because they are two of my best 11 players. Mm -hmm. So we'll see what the hell happens. It'll probably not be the case. He'll alternate them at right back. Yeah, Yeti and uh, – I mean, you'd really like to see Yedlin and Dest and then John Brooks and Aaron Long Yeah, as I mean, the back four. That would be my ultimate back four right now, yeah. If you can get one of them to move over to the left side, I know Dest and Yedlin are very both comfortable in the right, but yeah. But I mean, what are you going to play, Tim Ream or Reggie Cannon or something? Yeah, just not. There's not, and I don't know why Daniel Lovitz keeps getting called <laughs> up. Like, whatever. But yeah. I mean, midfield is pretty good, I guess. I mean, Weston McKinney and Morales, he's back in. It's good to see. Still not a fan of my man or Will Trap. He's not my man. I hope he never listens to this, but... I mean, I hope he listens to it, but we don't like you as a player. You could be a nice guy. You I'm suck. sure you're great, but you're, you're not, not you're, U.S. quality, homie. You're not, yeah, you're not international quality. I mean, and Christian Roldan, I don't see anything special with him either. He's had his chance. He's never, he hasn't impressed me. Give me Tyler Adams and McKinney all day, and then... Yeah. Is, have, Ty, did Tyler, even, is Tyler even on this? No, I don't know yeah. if he's still not... Has a knock or what, but it's a shame, man. Ever since that, that injury at Red Bull and then like leaving, he just he hasn't been the same player yet. It's I don't know. It's we're not producing the players that we should be. We're not. Because we see the pool sick. He's a different example because it seems like he's gonna be the real deal. But I mean, how many kids like we see Tim Weah? You know, granted, he's still probably only 19, but he came on the scene and did really well early, and he went to PSG after his appearance in, I, I don't even know what tournament it was, but he stepped up, got his name out there, everyone saw, and he's like, okay, big time. Yeah, gets I think it was to, the previous Gold Cup. Was, yes. Yeah. Gets loaned to Celtic, I believe. And I think he was playing, I don't know if he's hurt or what, I haven't heard from him in a, in a bit. But he's just an example of somebody that we were, like, relying on being that, like, next wave of youngsters. And we talked about this on Tuesday that the U-17 men's national team recently in the U-17 World Cup in Brazil didn't even make it out of the group, and they only scored one goal. Yeah. 
And we is... see, you know, Gio Reyna. He's another kid that's looking promising. He finally turned 17 today. Happy birthday, Gio. Happy birthday. Um, U.S. International. And that tournament is actually going on as we speak. We're in the semifinals of that um, World Cup. Oh, nice. Mexico and Netherlands. Speaking of Netherlands, are oh, tied wow. at halftime right now. Wow. And the other two are France and Brazil. So, again, look at the four. Powerhouse. Look at those four. Mexico, Netherlands, France, and Brazil. But look at the Mexicans. They produce young kids. Yeah. At 17 years old, they're the best teams. At Fern Alvarez. At 20, they're the best teams. At 25, they're the best teams. They continue to find ways. That's because they have good structure. You see a lot of African teams that are really, really good youth, but then maybe they don't. They're not like a national power. Like, like Senegal. They always have really good youth teams, but once they get to the senior level, Senegal's like nothing. Yeah. Like, they just don't have that structure that other countries do. You know what, as we're talking more and more about this, and we went into this desk thing, and how he was kind of, not say hated, but has been having trouble now at Ajax because of his choice. Do you think, thinking outside the box now, Mm -hmm. that we're having the same issue here, and because Berghalter's ties to MLS and things like that, that he is favoring guys that are playing in the MLS and not the guys that are playing in the English Premier League or the Netherlands League or other leagues, because that's almost what it seems like, that like he's continuously giving chances to these MLS kids when we have better players playing in better leagues across the world, and they go over to these other leagues, and like Wea, they're almost forgotten about. Right. Because they're like, oh, well, you're not supporting the, the MLS, so we don't, like, we're not going to pick you for this team, or you're not close enough to the U.S. to be part well, of this team. That's exactly why these recycled MLS coaches should be just gone, because right. you see them, like, I understand we're trying to promote the MLS and make it bigger. And I'm all for it. And kids are coming back younger and younger from Europe to play in the MLS. Which is great. Which is great, but... To have a good team and to advance and compete with some of these big countries that are always good, you need to play in better competition. And each day you need to be pushed by – look at look at Pulisic. He's being pushed by Willian. Yeah. Every day in training, training with him in and out. Yep. Training against some of the best defenders in the world. Playing against the best defenders in the world. And at a high level. Right. And we see, you know, some of these guys getting called in like, Will Trap wouldn't even, you know, lick the fucking dirt off of, like, any Prem player. No. Will Trap would be lucky to play on a, like, League One team. Right. You know what I mean? So, dude, I don't know. I, I just, I think that's... It, it is a frightening thought, though, that are we falling into that where... Our structure is not what it should be. I'm going to make one statement, and I hope somebody from U.S. Soccer watches our show and listens to it. You want to know the best way? I hope they're watching. To get the MLS up there? The best way to get the MLS up there as a league is not to keep sending players in and out and to do all that. It's for the U.S. national team to be competitive on the world stage. Because once that happens, 
these other world powers are going to say, hey, who's this kid? Jordan Morris. Damn, he's pretty good. He's actually a credible player. Where does he play? Oh, he plays in Seattle. Let's take a look. Maybe this league is better than we thought. If this kid's good enough to come in and compete on that stage against the world powers, maybe the club he's playing for is actually pretty good. Oh, they're a champion? Huh, maybe I'll start watching MLS. That's the way to do it, to make the U.S. team relative. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's the way you're going to get the MLS recognition across the world, is to make the U.S. a team to have recognition across the world. Yeah. And I just thought about that. I mean, I'm going to talk more about that Tuesday again, too. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a seriously like hot topic right now because we're trending downward instead of upward again. Like we the we thought we hit rock bottom that Trinidad game that should have been rock bottom. And now we've hit another rock bottom losing to Canada. And if we do it again, we're just at our lowest point ever. Dude, if they don't win both of these games, and Greg Borgerhalter has a job afterwards. There's going to be riots. I'm though. going on strike. There's going to be riots because I've seen the American Outlaws, and they're not happy with the manager either. No, nobody is. The announcers, Twelman, you know, um, what's, yeah, just all of them. All a- of them. Any Stu of them. Holden, he's pissed off. Everyone's like, "What the when?" You keep saying let's we're planning for the future and you like what you see. What are you watching? Yeah. Cuz everybody else is seeing the same shit and saying the same thing saying what are we doing? There's no passion. Why are we waiting around and just twiddling our thumbs and thinking losing to Canada is a good thing? Yeah. And you know what? Everybody talks about the lack of passion and everybody was dogging Pulisic for having those tears when he pulled out of the game. Yep. You know what tears are? Tears are passion. When my daughter walks off the field after losing and she's crying, you know what that tells me? That tells me she cares. Mm-hmm. She cares whether she goes out there and wins or loses. Same thing with him. He didn't want to be pulled out of the game because he didn't want to lose to fucking Canada. Yep. And he knew that he gave them the best chance to get that game going again. And you pull him out in the 60th-some minute, and you go flat, and you let up another late goal, and you lose. He's the only one that's been showing passion. And now, you know, you're – He's not even going to be playing in this little. Nope. So, I don't know, man. I, I, I'm just so over it until I'd they show me something else. Last little remarks before <laughs> we, <laughs> we change. Yeah. But, yeah, we could go on a whole show about this horse shit. But, yeah, I think that they're just they're going to come back strong. I think they have heard the criticisms. All these young kids, they're on social media. They're reading all this shit. So I think they come out pretty strong. I think they beat the brakes off both teams. And we come back in here, you know, next Thursday. With something to and celebrate. Tuesday to be like, that's what we want. That's what I like to see. Yeah. A, a, passionate, a passionate side from the team that took Belgium to the fucking brink. Yeah. Took them to extra time. A top Dude, three that seems side like a in the world. Ago. I know because we missed the last one, <laughs> and I'm just gonna stop. That was so but yeah, long ago. so yeah, I don't know. Uh, let's uh, see. I, I kind of want to throw out. Um, yeah, hey, there he is, this guy. Hey, there he is. Just um, talking about him. Oh, that's who you're talking. Yeah, about. he mentioned something that he had a podcast. The last football game I worked. Yeah, 
And I was like, oh. That was the game we were he all graduated at. graduated we were, from here? We were plugging. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Cool. And we were plugging our show. So, Sorry, you go into what you're – I was just looking at the Euro scores before my phone dies. No, I was going to move on from international, but if you want to – Just real quick, England's up 5 nothing on Montenegro at halftime, handling their business. Um, Czech and Kosovo are tied 0-0. France and Moldova are tied 1-1 at half. Portugal's rolling on Lithuania. Nobody else is really mentionable. And I already talked about the U-17 World Cup. That other semifinal game is at 6 p.m. tonight. So if anybody has one of those oh, nice. streamings and wants to watch the youth of Brazil play the youth of France, probably a really awesome fucking game. Yeah. Check that absolutely. out. 6 p.m. Eastern time. So, all right. We can move on from world play now. Word up. Um, I guess just uh, maybe some Q&A that we kind of did with the poll questions from Tuesday. Yeah. Um. So we posed two of them. Uh, the one will start out because it kind of ties in what we were just talking about. Um, you know, will the U.S. team win both these matches versus uh, Canada and Cuba? And for me, I kind of answered that already and said, yes, I think we're going to bounce back. I think we're going to, like I just said, all those kids, young kids, everyone's got social media they've seen the comments they've seen the criticism and i think they're going to really seriously take that to heart and they're going to come out and stomp canada all i, I can, really think so all i can say is i'm hopeful nothing has given me that warm fuzzy feeling that it's going to happen i'm just very hopeful for the sake of u.s soccer for the sake of everybody i think I, we we want to go and we want to get back to that 2014 you know that high of high yeah where everyone's gathered around watch parties all over the u.s when john brooks scores that goal everyone's freaking the fuck out yeah i mean i was that's what i want to see from i was seeing hundreds and hundreds and thousands of people that probably have no clue about this game but they were on board yeah. Because it was a country thing. Getting behind it, man. Yeah, exactly. And this this is one country that when you have a competitor, they will get behind you. They don't care what sport it is. Oh, absolutely. It could be curling. If we had the best curling team in the world, people would watch. We would watch, yeah. And if we could get, again, talking about trying to build the MLS up and all that, and you want to build this game up on the men's side in this country, win. Find a way to, even if you don't, be competitive. Yeah, you have to. Be competitive. Take a world power to a one nothing loss. That's okay. I'll be okay with that. It's about. It's really about every. I think, in any sport, you see, you want to beat your rival. Yeah. And you want to compete against your rival. Which means you. Need and we're to... not competing against Mexico. They're yeah. We're dominating. They're, us. We're light years away from Mexico still, which is sad. Oh, very sad. Hey, we got a new follower. Nice. Uh, my eyesight's really bad, so I'm sorry, man. Big Plays Games 19. Nice. The U.S. Up, men's dude? national team was the best with Klinsman. Ooh. Oh, man, you're going to get into a very touchy subject that oh. I don't want to get into right now, and you're probably not wrong, and, and my love for German soccer probably says right, but that's not even the fix. Yeah. That is not the fix. Klinsman, uh-uh. What do we say? All these guys, uh-uh. I, I I mean I don't disagree. Oh, S C H. Uh, yep. Calling for Jesse Marsh. I've been calling for Jesse Marsh. 
Jesse, please, like, put your name in. U.S. men's national team. I don't know how you haven't at least called him up. Maybe you have to see if there's interest. He is the one U.S. coach that is doing the biggest things in the world right now. I agree. I mean, we've talked about it, and for our new followers and follower, it's it, he's got the pedigree. I mean, he did. He was great with the Red Bull. He gets leaves the Red Bull, goes to Salzburg, right? Well, no, goes went to Leipzig, to Leipzig first as an assistant. As assistant. Did and such then, a great job there. Within two months, they asked him to go get Salzburg. gets the job at Salzburg. Salzburg is still currently in first place in the Austrian football league right which isn't you know but it's still they're rolling along and i mean look who it, he's got he's got the earling kid he does <laughs> but you know the young stud but guess what that took a coach to come in there and put him in the right positions of because course. i you didn't hear about this kid till jesse marsh took over that team for sure and jesse went into that little academy they had and said who's our best player Mm-hmm. Why isn't he on our field? And he puts him on the field. He puts him in a position to win. And the kid comes out, and he's got hat-trick after hat-trick. He just had a story the other day. He has four hat-trick balls. And he says I he sleeps, sleeps with him. They're his that. girlfriends. What a guy. He seems like a freaking Dude, that kid's, character. that kid is going to be on a big good. club soon, and he is going. Like, he's just good. Did He, he had an eight-goal game. That's for, very impressive. Yeah. That's like my boy um, – my 15-year-old dude at Dortmund. Yeah. Musa Mayakoko. Yeah. So, I mean, MLS I don't know. It's kind of the retirement home for European players. And I love our American player to be the Messi. Yeah. Wouldn't we all? We the, want. That's Dem- why Dempsey, Christian Pulisic yeah. has a lot of the weight of the world on his shoulders because he's doubted or he's touted as, you know, the American Messi, like the savior, the golden child, I mean, Captain a, America. He's the closest thing we've had in a long time. Yeah, and I agree. Dempsey was right there. Dempsey and was there. It's all about the development. It's a fucking goal scorer, man. It's just it's, that it's knack a, for scoring and, and a competitor. And Clint Dempsey, you know, he was a fucking savage. Yeah. If he's on your team, you love him. If he's not, you hate him The biggest he's a competitor. The biggest thing is getting some of our best athletes to play this game beyond the age of like eight years old and i've said it a million times if you took a guy with the athleticism of lebron james and from day one implanted this game into his head and he trained in this game and did everything around this game we would have probably one of the best players in the world because you take a body size and athleticism like that you take all these sports and you found a way at a youth level to get these kids to buy in, we could have it. But it starts from the ground up. And what do kids like? Kids like winners, too. Kids like to see what's going to be on TV and all that. Well, guess what? Kids like things that are popular and do what your friends do. Right. And the only way to get it popular and is to win. soccer is not popular enough for because people to be like, oh, it's really cool. win. This country just likes winners they don't get anything else but winners and until we start winning we're never going to get it and i thought after 14 the youth movement was here and it seemed to be like youth soccer has definitely expanded in this country oh sure since that run in 14 but it's like all right now where are these kids 
where are these kids that we've been developing since 2014? Because think about it. We're now five, almost six years in. So if these kids were in their 10-year age, early teens then, these should be the kids now that watched that, that continued to develop, that are now playing for us. And I still don't see it. I mean, again, like our boy said over here, he's like a lot of, you know, that and health and discipline. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean. No, a lot of kids in this country don't have it. Yeah. You're right. A lot of kids don't have discipline. It's not a problem over there. These kids are in academies from the ages of five years old. Well, they fucking eat, breathe, sleep soccer, and we have so many options. And, again, like I said, it's just not popular enough. Everyone wants to play basketball because it's cool. Everyone wants to play football because it's cool. Well, with the concussion CTE shit, will that hurt football and people will start playing soccer? Yeah, but soccer actually statistically has just as many. It's a tough sport. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Kind of – kind of going off on a crazy one but yeah i mean yeah well that's all well, that we like that that's why we have these good questions. interaction though, yeah because i mean we could have a whole damn show on the u.s national team yeah and which we probably will at some point because we're gonna have all kinds of breaks and <laughs> we're gonna have to find something to talk about so. true man yeah but um i guess kind of pivoting to the prem and our other question was should arsenal fire unai emery after seems like a debacle with the whole Shaka thing and it's just yeah but I I think they should. where do they turn I think they should but here's the problem your ownership group spent way too much money and has way too much faith in him right now he's not going anywhere I hate to say it he is not going anywhere and you spent money on one player finally yeah and he's whatever. Yeah, I mean. Taking some time to it's adjust. Not, and that could be because he's not being coached right and he's not being put in the right positions. That's my opinion because if I had a player like that, I could find a way to get him in there. Oh, hell yeah. And, you kidding me? You know, maybe maybe that money, I hate to say it, as much as I love Pepe because we all know, anybody who watches this show, that I'm an Ivory Coast fan. But maybe that $80 million should have went to my man McGuire. Because you really needed the help on the defense. Well, that was just dumb, not yeah. helping yourself there. Yeah, when the money was there to spend, um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I, I think he should absolutely be gone. He's not going to be my problem anymore, though. I'm not going to have to worry about him anymore. You're not even an Arsenal fan. I don't know why we're talking about it. Well, I, I like I said, <laughs> I'm going to keep my I'm going to keep my distance. I'm going to keep my eye on them. I'm going with the what I think was the right choice as a person. And, you know, that's all. <laughs> that's all. That's all. No, I mean. And, yes, uh, take Brazil for an example. One last thing on that. Some play to eat. It's eat, sleep, school, football. True. And That's what I said, man. Yeah. They love it. And college takes away from it, too. Because kids want to go to college and get an education, which I don't blame them for. But yeah, but these the academies these academies educate their kids. Yeah, but you always want that because half these kids aren't going to make it. They want something to fall back on and have a degree. And that way, when they're done with playing soccer in college, they can get a real job in the real world. Yeah, 
My man Strode's doing it, our soon-to-be guest. Yes. He went through an English academy and didn't necessarily make it all the way to the top flight team with Chelsea, and he has a very productive and good career going here. Absolutely, man. So, I mean. Yeah. I, I mean, don't know. That's a, that's a pretty good segue. That's like an, a guest. Our, our guest. Hopefully next oh. week. Uh, two. It's going to be two weeks from now. He's not available next week. I want to get him on the A2D show. Cool. Um, and then we'll add it into this show. But Former Chelsea player. How about that? Yes, Chelsea Academy kid uh, and a uh, good friend of mine. It's pretty badass. Lives in the Philadelphia area and has been willing to come on and talk about uh, the game with us. So we're pretty pumped about that. Hell yeah. Hells yeah. And like we said, we're trying to get our boy Kevin Casey from the Union. Yes. Kevin Casey, I will. We're going to make that happen. I'm going to find a way to make that happen. I just added, him on, sick. just added him on Twitter. We got a little tie-in with him with the University of Penn. So hopefully we can uh, get him on too, as our first couple guests would be pretty awesome. Agreed. I feel over in Europe it's easier to make a club because they take talent from all different walks of life. I know it's a movie, but oh, goal. a movie goal, <laughs> for example. That's a good movie, man. But it is. I mean, we Santiago. have talent. From, our other sports take talent from all other walks of life in this country. Sure. Some of our best football players are straight thugs. Still are. That still are. Pac-Man Jones was, <laughs> you know, thugged out for years playing the NFL. I talk about my man Deeney all the time over in England. It's a beast. Hasn't got much burn for Watford this year, which is I know. I got an MLS question. Do you think they will send Rooney back? Rooney's already going back. Yeah. Rooney Rooney took the Rooney job. Rooney is out at DC. You know. Yeah, Rooney was done leaving. before the season. That was already announced. He's going back to Derby to be a player coach. So. Derby County in the uh English championship, the second just division. like company did with Anderlecht. Yeah. Although he's coach. gave up the coaching and is just playing again. So. Some guys aren't cut out for it, so we'll see. But yeah, the uh, the Rooney experiment in MLS is over, and Zlatan Zlatan is gone He's too. Gone. But and I was going to bring it up in the MLS talk. You know who Galaxy's talking about replacing him with? Oh God, no, Cavani. Oh Jesus! Christ. Like, dude, how does that team always get that stud? And Talk about not watching a sport if a certain player goes to a team. What? Cavani's a beast. Yeah. He'd make the MLS's bitch. Oh yeah, you want you want to talk about what Vela did, and maybe that's what these guys are going to start doing. Like they're maybe. like, hey, like I've had a great career over the here. MLS is trending and trending upwards. I could be sure. the most dominant player in a league that is trending. Well, yeah, upwards. They, he sees Vela in his prime, basically just destroying it. And he's like, I could use that too, because then that could that that. For Vela to go to LAFC and kill it, it's just going to catapult him now. Right. It was a ho- this is a holding pattern for him and like a little like stopgap, and now it's like people are like, clubs are starting to notice like, oh shit, like Carlos still's got it, and he's going to go somewhere huge in. Like, it is what it is. So yeah. Oh, I can tell he's actually listening because he said, "Why would PSG give him up? Cavani is going to Real Madrid." I don't know. Again, like we just were saying, guys are looking at this as an opportunity to re-catapult their career. And why would you leave PSG? Why not? PSG is a stepping stone. 
Mbappe ain't going to be there much longer. PSG, I, I Neymar. Ain't I don't be think there people like playing there. It's just they throw a shit ton of money out right. at you because they They're can. Like they Juventus. have sh- they, they have oil money. Yeah, they want to be the number one team in France. Like Hoovy wants to be the number one team in Italy, they and they're the going to do everything. In the world, and they're going to they try and get these guys that have been playing, like your Di Maria's. Like he's past his prime. Yeah, Cavani, he's 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 right there. Yeah, he's teetering he's, on that. He's teetering on, but again, prime, you, you come to MLS and your prime's right back. Oh yeah, you dominate that. But league. yeah, PSG is exactly like Dortmund. Yeah. They have a decent academy. They play pretty young players. PSG is a little different in the respect that they will throw a shit ton of money at you to come play. Dorman's kind of the opposite would sell. But still, like he said Mbappe. Well, Mbappe, they bought him for a shit ton. Yeah. So Mbappe can go anywhere he wants whenever he's ready. Yeah, whenever he's and ready. Whenever I mean, he killed it at Monaco, him. and he deserved every ounce of money that he got, and he's going to get paid even more. Yeah, he was a he was the man in the World Cup at 19 years old. He's a stud, no doubt. But he is. And yeah, PSG. If you're good enough, it's a stepping stone. If you're happy and content with playing in a sort of weak French league, then that's that's on you. Yeah. But yeah, Barcelona. Dembele, yeah, well, Dembele's an idiot. Yeah. Usman? Yeah, Dorman got rid of him, thank God. He Great talent, but Jesus. I, Just I like missing him. team practices. He's my FIFA right winger. Um, Going <laughs> AWOL, nobody knows where he's at. I'm like, what the fuck is your problem? And then he, we sell him for a shit ton, and hey. Yeah, he's, he's becoming a pretty good player. I mean, I mean he when was you're very playing, good. You're playing alongside Griezmann and Arturo Vidal now, and that – that Barca team looks pretty solid. We were watching the other day on the yep. Tuesday show. So. Yep. Yeah, man. I don't know. We're uh, we're really happy to have you on board, though. True. We uh, we usually record at we're usually on Twitch around like one thirty two on Thursdays, and you could so. check us out on it's called A two D Radio. You could send it in the message to them. That's our Tuesdays, and please follow us on all forms of social media. Yeah, follow us on Twitch. Yeah, for all you Spotify people out there. Yeah. Um. Like like our man did here. Yeah. Big place. We want to get our 19. followers up and we're just trying to reach to different walks of life, like you kinda said. Yeah. Outside of our we're from New Jersey and we're trying to get to everywhere eventually. And this is out on Spotify as well. Kicking it stateside. Absolutely. But yeah, we're kind of running crazy with time here. Yeah, so, so we gotta wrap this up. We're going to wrap it up. Um, again, thank you guys for listening on Spotify and iTunes, and thank you to everyone that has been bopping in on Twitch. We appreciate it. Thank you for the follow and the views. I know it's kind of a weird time right now, but we appreciate you guys looking in at work or wherever you're doing. Yeah, so, wherever you're at, taking your time with us, we appreciate it. Yeah, so... I mean, I guess before we leave, I was going to say oh, a yeah. quick hierarchy thing. Yeah, no, yeah, we don't have to leave this second. I know we, we got to get that in. But, yeah, um, I was thinking today maybe top vacation destination that you would maybe want to go to in your life. So not that necessarily have been to. Not been to, but want to go to. Okay. So I can take that as myself because I've been 
fortunate to travel to some European countries, but I'll leave that. Which I haven't, so that's definitely on my list. Yes. I mean, I would say, for me, Europe just as a whole. Ooh, Bora Bora. Nice. I haven't been there, but that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. What would be your top three, dude? Uh, I'm going to go with my top three while we're waiting. Um, I would say third. I'm going to start bottom. Just off the cuff, I would say, like, Australia would be third. I would love to just get to that part of the world. Um I would say pretty much like, I mean, I Dubai, everybody says Dubai. Dubai looks yep. like one of the most beautiful places in the world. For sure. But I, I think like for me, I'm a, I'm, I have a lot of Asian friends. I've grown up with a lot of Asians. I love the culture. I love the food. So to get over to there, like Japan, China, places like, like Bali or something would be amazing for me. Um, and then just Europe, like going back again to my roots of like, the little town of Salisbury, where sure. we're finding this all started from, and why I'm the switching over to be a Bournemouth fan, uh, yeah, the old ancestry, and where, where I, where the the male side of my family came from, where this genetic, you know, was created, for sure. Um, yeah, so th- those would be my top three, definitely. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm. I'll try and keep it like real, like, exoticy, but I would definitely say Australia would would be up there. Maybe like Melbourne or something. Um, I would say Hawaii. I yeah. would want to get to Hawaii at some point in my lifetime. I know the flight's a pain in the butt, but I think that would be dope. Um, Bora Bora would be cool for sure. I think that's an honorable mention. I'd like to do, like you were saying, like Bali or something like that. I heard that's a beautiful place to yeah. visit. Because now these some of these Asian countries, you could find it cheap and kind of these little not holes in the wall or hole in the wall countries but i know what you mean these things that you wouldn't exactly think but i think number one i know i would say not i'm trying to keep away from europe but it's hard i would still say from seeing what it's all about like the probably like split croatia somewhere along like the med okay would be pretty dope, I think. Um, Old Trafford and the San Siro in Milan. <laughs> so I'm taking totally, I, I, dude. I, I'm I take, agree. Taking he's a uh, United fan. Seems like it. San Siro <laughs> would be sweet too. Yeah. See the Milan derby. Yeah, pretty yeah. dope. But yeah, um, I think that's it for today. Yeah. We've pretty much we've run the gamut. I think we're getting longer and longer every time. <sighs> There's more and more to talk about. Yeah, I mean, we have more shit. We have an extra. With the show. men's national team just being in whatever we're in right now, it's hard not to talk about. It. Yeah, and when you're live, sometimes you get these things that pop up, and you want to answer. Yeah, them. I mean, we want like because again, what are we here for? No, he's a Chelsea fan. Hey, man. Oh, sweet, Chelsea boy, right here, dog. Love it. Nice, nice. I was actually at Old Trafford last year. Got the tour. Got to walk out from the tunnel with the music playing that they make. That's dope. Talk about a boner. (laughs) But yeah. um, Yeah. Yeah, we love the... (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to get us a boner sound effect for next week. (laughs) Yeah, so... um, Yeah, I mean, we love the feedback and we love the interaction on Twitch. That's why we want you guys on Spotify talking to you, iTunes. Yes. 
follow us. Thursdays, we usually, again, 1 2 o'clock. Come on, you know, you're at your cube at work. Just pop us on. And everybody who's following on Twitch, especially our newest, or you know, just watching on Twitch, please follow us on the other platforms. Yes, everywhere. We're trying to get... Yeah, we're, we're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. Um, also follow our station, our sister station, or however you want to call it, the one that employs us. I was going to say, us. I'm going to put up um, A2D Radio. what it is in the chat yeah. so you can follow us. Yes, easy. And listen to or watch us Tuesdays 5 to 6.30 p.m. Yep, and you see the logo. Just look for the logo. It's unmistakable. So, yeah. Thank you again to everybody on Spotify and iTunes for sticking with us and everybody who's starting to get to see our just beautiful faces. We thank you, too, for watching us live. Yes, sir. But, yeah, I um, think that's going to wrap it up for us. Um, again, thank you to everybody for listening. We love you guys. Again, we could not do this shit without you. Nope. So we will be back next Thursday. We will be talking about hopefully good wins for the U.S. men's national team. I hope so. Um, I guess a preview then into week 13 of the Prem. And we'll talk maybe a little more international, what games stood out to you, whatever, whatever. And another new hierarchy, of course, and more hard-hitting questions that we'd love to answer. And maybe a small little recap. Uh, I don't know, maybe just talk about different teams or leagues that we don't usually talk about because we need to fill some time next week. Yeah, we're going to start doing that. So it'll be fun. Yes. But um, all right, guys. Uh like Thank we say, you. you know, drink some beers, you know, have a nice beer tomorrow, watch the men's na US men's national team, seven o'clock, uh, against our brothers from the north. Roll your doobies. Roll the doobies, smoke them up, and we will see you guys next week, okay? Later. Later, bros. And girls. Ha. <laughs> <laughs>